Kaisei, Kaisei, welcome to yet another episode of Discuss All Monsters. Today we are talking about Godzilla vs. Hedera, also known as Godzilla vs. the Smog Monster in the United States, Hedorah, the Toxic Bubble in Spain, Godzilla against Monsters of Smog in Mexico, the Monsters of Smog, Frankenstein's battle against the devil monsters in Germany. (laughs) (laughs) Godzilla fury of the monster in Italy. Godzilla against the monster of fog in Belgium. Godzilla against Hedora in Poland. Satan's creature in the Netherlands. Monster Hedora in Turkey. And the monsters invade Earth in Brazil. Uh, and who is my co-host for today? As it's, always, it's, it's me, Nikki. I'm, I'm I'm here, all like all the time. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> ready to talk about the devil. Let's get let's get to <laughs> <laughs> ready to talk about Satan's yeah, talk- creatures. <laughs> oh, and who and who is our guest for today's episode? A very special guest. Uh, I'm Toby Jones. I'm just baffled that none of these titles mention sludge. Uh, yeah, it's such a prominent. You know, it's obvious that he's made of is sludge driven, and nothing even touches sludge. Yeah, it, it's all smog or like, yeah, no swamp. There was a movie that was like the swamp in the sky, oh, right? That right. was yeah, yeah, that great was swamp. like yeah. the monsters. From, <laughs> yeah, monsters from the great yeah, yeah. swamp. Uh, and they're very weird. But anyway, yes, you're here with Toby Jones, not the creator of Undertale, Toby Fox. <laughs> not, not, not the uh, <laughs> British character actor. No, but Toby Jones, creator of our co-creator of OKKO, as well as creator of the pilot Ages Infinite Summer. Uh, Toby Jones, uh, obviously, if people know me and my YouTube channel, they know that I'm a huge fan of your stuff. And... Uh, it's great to have been able to reach out to you and get you to come on this podcast because you are a big Godzilla fan. Yes, I would say I am a, uh, a medium to high level uh, Godzilla and giant monster fan. And uh, and this is certainly among, in my opinion, not just my favorites, but also pretty obviously objectively one of the best. Uh, yes. <laughs> so I'm happy, I'm happy to be here to talk about it. Yes, absolutely. So... Uh, usually when we have guests, we kind of like to ask about the specific, uh, backstory that they might have. Like, how did they first like learn about Godzilla or what are the first movies and things that they watched? So Toby, why don't you tell us a little bit about your, your history with the big atomic lizard himself? Well, sure. Like Godzilla, you know, when I was growing up, it was one of those just fictional characters that exists in the ether. It was like, mm-hmm. you've got Godzilla, you've got Freddy Krueger, you've got Jason, you've got Superman, you know, you've got all these characters that just exist. And then you just, but how do you actually access this stuff? You go to the video store and you just see if you can find anything on the, you know, there's no, there was no Godzilla section at the video store in Fargo, yeah. in Fargo, North Dakota, when I was growing up, or you just see what happens to show up on TV. And so I abstractly knew of Godzilla and I knew that he was cool. I knew that I liked lizards and reptiles oh. of all sorts. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and so I just kept an eye open and, you know, I, I would catch what I could on TV and I would rent what I could from the video store. You know, I go to the video store and rent, you know, Son of Godzilla or Godzilla versus King Kong. Uh, but then, uh, and th- that was kind of it for, for quite a mm. while until these things became easier to access and much more in print. And then it wasn't until maybe 10 years ago that I was like, I'm going to plop down and watch a ton of these and really kind of get to know these movies. Um, and it was a delightful experience. But I, but I will say with this movie specifically, I have a very odd little thing that happened, which is that Ooh. I was hanging out at a friend's house uh, and we just were watching on the preview channel that this movie called Godzilla versus the Smog Monster was about to be on TV. I don't know what network it would have been. It could have been TCM. It could have been Sci-Fi Channel. could have mm. been whatever. And of course, we were, I want to say, eight or ten. And we throw it on and we just see um, psychedelic uh, music sequences yeah. and very bizarre imagery. And I think as kids, we just found it very off-putting. Uh, and so I think pretty quickly we were just like, all right, well, we rented the, uh, Gargoyles pilot movie <laughs> with the VHS board yeah. game. So let's just do that instead. <laughs> uh, yeah, the video, the video store we rented it from gave us the board game to play it with. Wow. So we did that instead. I didn't catch up with this particular movie till, till much later. And it, and it did blow mm. my, it did blow my mind once I was cool enough. Yeah. To yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. It's, it's, See, that's the that's kind of something that I want to talk about a little bit is that um, this is a movie that uh, I will talk a little bit more about my own personal history in a second. But it's a movie that I feel like every time I watch it, I'm going to understand it a little bit more. (laughs) And like in one sense, I do in a literal sense. But then it's still very weird (laughs) of a movie. Uh, and that's really interesting that it continues to be very weird, despite the fact that, like, we have watched things like Green Man and Red Man mm-hmm. and, like, all the other very weird, like, corners of Toho uh, that we've discussed so far. Uh, so, Nikki, I know this is probably one of the few uh, Godzilla movies that you watched for sure before yeah. we started this yeah, whole podcast so, uh, uh I definitely have had, like, a... Uh, uh just a very brief history with it where I watched it in a stream, I think with, with some friends, uh, uh, you included Wyatt, mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, it kind of like washed over me. And I kind of had like, I remember, I remember like, it was like weird. I feel like I must've been half paying attention or something. Uh, cause it kind of washed over me. And one of the prevailing thoughts I had was that like, man, that last monster sequence is really long. <laughs> so like, <laughs> and, <laughs> that's true and 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 that's like that's like the main thing this was like maybe like 2016 2017 it felt like it was a while ago but Mm -hmm. watching it today i have a very different opinion uh that i feel like anyone that has listened to any of our sides content on the patreon will be able to tell exactly what i'm gonna say about it (laughs) like as soon as we get into like the actual impressions but yeah, uh, this one has always been one I've just been kind of keeping my eye on. Oh no, it's been like it, it, it's it's a strange movie, uh, and it's got a lot of really bold choices. And uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm just excited to talk about it. It's it's a cool one. So Wyatt, yeah, yes. So a lot of people know about my, you know, I've talked about on the podcast that I I had a thrift store right down the street with a ton of old VHS tapes and bought them and, and 
Shiro Honda himself touched my nose with a tinkle in his <laughs> eye and gifted me with the knowledge of Godzilla or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but, but this is actually, this predates that by a significant margin, my experience with this movie. This might be the first Godzilla movie I've ever seen, e- even before the Mystery Science Theater episodes of Godzilla vs. Megalon and Godzilla vs. the Sea Monster, which I did watch at a very young age. Yeah. Uh, I think it w- it w- must have been like 2003 or four because I was aware of Godzilla through Godzilla Destroy All Monsters Melee <laughs> on the yeah, GameCube, uh, and I I became I- immediately invested into that universe because uh, I was fucking dinosaur and a bunch of other cool monsters and everything han- hanging out, and yeah, you just know about Godzilla through pop culture zeitgeist, regardless of uh. You know, knowing about him completely, literally. But the first time I was like aware I was watching a Godzilla movie was with my dad watching Godzilla versus Hedera. No, again, don't know what channel it was on as well, but I distinctly remember seeing the end of the movie and that leaving a huge impression on me when Godzilla like takes off <laughs> oh, with the atomic yeah. breath and starts flying. Like that was one of the first scenes I saw. It's just a way uh, to travel about like 10 meters in either direction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, it, it was just, it immediately left an impression to me so much so that uh, when our KB toys in the mall was closing down, uh, one of the few Godzilla toys that was there was a hetero one. And I, I picked that one over like a Godzilla one because I was like, yeah, this monster's cool. I remember this monster from that thing from, you know, that movie that I saw on TV. Uh, so Hedera has like a really weirdly special place in my heart as a monster. It's been around with me like physically for a while. Cause I've had that toy and just, you know, displaying it for you know, a decade and a half at this point. And that movie left such an impression and it's, it kind of began my metamorphosis from person that watches Godzilla as like a haha funny. It's so bad. It's good thing to like, wait a second. This might be talking. This stupid movie might actually be saying smart things. And I'm the one who's stupid all along. Uh, and uh, watching it again and again over the years, I have accumulated like a sincere love for it to the point where I do consider it uh if not the best of the Showa era, then like at least in the top three. Oh yeah. Um, which is very high praise because I've, I've, I, we have loved a lot of the Showa movies, even the less yeah, loved yeah, yeah. Uh, show we movies. Just did a, like we just did a glowing uh, Godzilla revenge uh, episode. Like, like, yeah, <laughs> that was a, uh, yeah, that's a movie that people tend to, say sucks is like one of the worst <laughs> in the whole genre even our you know baleful boss jeremy <laughs> parish uh was very dismissive of that movie but <laughs> we actually really loved and enjoyed it um for for its own specific reasons so when i say i'm not it's not that we have no taste people it's that i think that uh a lot of these movies are just better than they're given credit for for what they do but even within that ballpark, I think Godzilla versus Hedera is among the best. And it's right up there with Ghidorah, the three-headed monster, and uh, Mothra versus yeah, Godzilla, yeah. and some of the other like huge highlights of the Showa period. 
and like should be given to people that are like, oh, there doesn't need to be a point behind any of the monster fighting going on. I don't want any stupid story. I just want to see the monkey and the lizard fights. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that kind of thing that we we have fought hard <laughs> to go against. Uh, I think that this is one of, one of the key movies in that argument that like, no, the story can vastly improve your experience yeah. with the movie. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. For for me, so, for me, definitely. Uh, I I had a very striking realization. It's like in, among the Showa movies, I would say this is like right under the original Godzilla. Like like it is so good. So so yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna dig into it and stuff. Uh, yeah, that that's exactly where yeah, I would personally yeah, place I, it as I, well. I think I'm right, right there with you. Uh, but uh, Wyatt, uh, you got you got some you got some history. You got some knowledge you want you want to throw at us. Yeah. Oh yes, I got, I got, I got some knowledge here. So now <laughs> it's time for everyone's favorite part of the show, where I read off of my phone and tell you about the history of the thing that we're talking about. After the bombastic finale of Destroy All Monsters in the low-budget but secretly excellent stock footage coming-of-age bonanza of all monsters attack, it was time again for a traditional Godzilla versus some guy movie. Just a one-on-one build fight for the first time since Mothra versus Godzilla, or debatably Ebira Horror of the Deep. However, to direct this one would not be our old friend Ishiro Honda, or even our occasional big buddy Jun Fukuda, but a brand new and weirdly one-time director in the form of Yoshimitsu Bano. Along with members of the Japanese Communist Party Takeshi Kimura. Bano aimed to create a return to the moody and dark social commentary of previous films such as Matango or War the Gargantua, which Kimura had written for previously. After seeing just how bad the pollution of post-war Japan had become in the wake of American industrialism, Bano felt compelled to make the movie centered around that crisis, with the titular, but only in some countries, smog monster being a creature born from humanity's wastes. Hedera itself was conceived hand-in-hand with Bano, who felt strongly about how the monster should look and act. Its eyes were given the look of, and I am serious here, female genitalia specifically on his direct request. Mm. While the gender of the monster is ambiguous, it was likely (laughs) conceived to be fully female, (laughs) and there is evidence not only in promotional material, but even within the film itself of Hedera being pregnant with eggs. This means Hedera is vaguely our second ever female kaiju after Mothra and before the less ambiguously female Biolante. So there you go. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> In the true form of the psychedelic nightmare that this film is, on top of many bizarre and impressionistic scenes, there are several animated sequences. I actually could not find any information on who animated these scenes or what studio did it. Either way, hey, they're a welcome wrinkle of an oddity to an already odd movie. They are so uh, good. Yeah, that's so, like, I was so upset that I couldn't find who was in charge of those. And maybe going on, like, Japanese Google and uh, Japanese, like, going th- through, like, the Japanese internet, you could find it easier. But it's crazy that, like, to me, those always stood out as these, like, bizarre, they're very, like, you know, impressionistic foreign film animation 
type things. You know, it reminds me of like Worker and Parasite from, you know, <laughs> The Simpsons. Uh, they, uh, they're they they're so cool and they only make up like a minute, minute and a half of the total runtime of the movie. But they're yeah. so, they so like evocative that they almost single-handedly like raise the movie a whole half star rating by being there. Yeah, it, it's incredible. Like my favorite by far is the... Um, the factory just slowly like every time a plant yeah. picks up it or pops out of the ground, it picks it up, you know, and just like one by one, the factory just grows bigger and bigger. It just destroys more and more faster and faster. And then Hedera is just like, you know, beside themselves, enjoy absorbing it. Uh, it's such a, so good. It's so like, like this movie is great because it's not, remotely subtle at all with its imagery or anything, but it still has like a kind of class to it, despite the fact that it's like hitting you over the fucking face with a sledgehammer. (laughs) Um, That's, it's just, yeah. It's, it makes sense that like, this is a unique director that they brought in as well as a writer that is specifically somebody from the communist party. Uh, All of those things make a lot more of this movie makes sense so yeah the communist party could... thing, that, that adds up that 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 like yeah. that informs that that contextualizes several sequences in the movie for me absolutely another iconic aspect of the film is the song return the sun and it's many scenes in the movie being laden with trippy as hell imagery and very pointed lyrics it should be of no surprise that bono himself wrote the lyrics to the song the film did well in the box office but was panned across the board even in japan at the time American critics were especially critical of its environmentalist message, but it was their fault that Japan was fucked up. So maybe they should shove it in this one specific case. (laughs) That being said, Bono himself was proud of the film, very much so, pitching direct sequels and follow-ups, as well as one that would become a later Discuss All Monsters topic, Daigoro versus Goliath. He even recently attempted to make a excuse me he even recently attempted to make the first movie post final wars a hetero movie but then the plans stalled and eventually they had to make a different movie and he instead was the producer for the i guess all right godzilla 2014 uh Uh, does hetero appear in final wars i forget Hedera does appear in Final Wars okay. uh, as like a very, like most of the monsters in Final Wars, just as a brief cameo. But uh, this this was called Godzilla in 3D to the Max, which was a 3D IMAX Godzilla movie that would be 40 minutes long. I remember like as a kid uh, obsessed with Godzilla in like 2007 and, and eight uh, when I was like really like when I realized the internet had information that I could access and I could look at things, I was like, Oh man, this new Godzilla movie is going to be great. This three knee to the max thing with hetera. Uh, and then that never happened. And we got the 2014 movie and it's, you know, it's all right. <laughs> it's some other type of deal. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. However, hetera's story does not end on a sour note with the peripheral. Uh, uh, God damn it. With the proliferation of Godzilla fandom in the 2010s and the reappraisal of many of its classic movies, Hedera has gone from bizarre kitsch to being widely considered one of the best and most potent movies of the whole franchise in the minds of fans. 
And while Godzilla fans are usually very wrong and have misplaced priorities at best, <laughs> they are objectively correct on this one because this movie rules. All right. So yeah. now we can get into that movie. So, <laughs> Nikki, do you want to start us off with some discussion points? Uh, st- I think during this movie, I started to see it, and I think I was seeing it this way because of the way we've been watching these movies sequentially. That uh, I feel like this movie, in part, is kind of a weird companion piece to Godzilla's Revenge, in that right. uh, both of them have a very like on the ground level approach to the human story, and while we do have like a scientist that is uh, driving a lot of the the plot, it feels a lot more kind of like at home. It feels a lot like cozier and stuff. Uh, we have. We have a we have a kid who is kind of like also driving the plot forward a lot and is kind of like uh, one of the emotional centers of the movie. So it kind of just uh, resembles it in that way. And also that like Hedera like seems like it actually picked up on something that was very like short and kind of cut and run in the original in a uh, in sorry in a uh, Godzilla's Revenge where Revenge there's a there's a moment in like the opening of the movie where. Uh, the kid is like scream singing the opening of the movie, and it's just like ah la la and stuff. And like uh, he uh, he mentions that that Which all of this great. industry, all the all of this all this smog, and all the like like this is this is the real monster. This is this is what's actually destroying the planet and stuff. Not you know Godzilla and stuff. And obviously that takes place in a world apart from Godzilla. But it feels like something that that this movie picked up on and just ran mm. with. Uh, and I thought that was really cool to kind of like, uh, have it, have it be kind of sequential in that way. Um, but yeah, this, this movie's messaging is so good. It is uh, to call back to our very first episode on the original Godzilla. Uh, this was an anvil that needed to be dropped that, that, uh, 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 I love the very abrasive messaging of this movie and, the way that it just kind <laughs> of sure. just just goes for it, and uh, uh, I love I love I love the uh, 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 the songs and, and 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 like the the lyrics being extremely direct. So yeah, I don't know. So so I'm sure I'm sure we're all in agreement about the messaging. But but what do you guys think uh, on that level? I mean, yeah, I think that like it's one of those movies that from like from the beginning you open with this amazing musical sequence. Uh, so you're automatically placed in a completely different universe and the song just punches you in the face immediately. And it's like, mm. you're just like, I am really in for it now. Uh, and I think the thing about it is like, yes, it's very, very anvil on the head with the messaging to the point where it's at times almost like, like resembles like children's educational programming, yes. but it mixes that with this like super insane psychedelic art stuff where it's basically it's like experimentation and education all in the name of entertainment and and all that yeah. adds to more entertainment for me and then i, I definitely agree with you about the the human story it, it's like it's really a helpful reminder like I'm, I'm sure the both of you go through so many different versions versions of this watching so many of these movies it's a it's a reminder that like the human story needs to be there and for the human story to be good and for you to care about it, it's like not rocket science. You just need like a handful of characters with a simple mm. story 
that has some amount of emotional, you know, uh, depth to it of any kind. And then you're kind of good yeah. to go. Yeah. Honestly, like, I don't know. It is really simple. It's deceptively simple to make a really compelling human story. And like, I think uh, people kind of like bristle when it's focused around a kid, especially because they don't like children and they don't like kid actors. Adult fans of children's media hate being reminded what the target demographic of the things that they like are. <laughs> you know, I will say that well, for sure. You know, this kid, this kid does carry a knife, so that's pretty cool. That's true. <laughs> that is pretty badass that he <laughs> carries a knife, and he does have a battle wound. Yeah, uh, but uh, but yeah. So I don't know. I thought it, I think like this one immediately has like an extremely strong connection and like a really good. It has this like family down to earth story, but all the things connecting the like chronological events are so like surreal that it feels like that this family is like a safe place, you know, that like every time you come back to it, it's like, okay, but we're safe here. And every time we see more and more of the like escalating nightmare of everything going on outside, it feels like, can, can we go back to the the safe place please because this is this is horrifying <laughs> seeing like this thing like uh they really do a great job of building up hetero to be like the most horrific monster that has been dealt with to this point and one that like is not necessarily without empathy like the other monsters but like is one that like absolutely needs to be stopped regardless well yeah because it's know? like not only does uh hetera you know turn people into skeletons but also yeah. if you're hanging out at your cool counterculture dancer bar and you're and you're trying to meet you know ladies suddenly you look over and there's horrific violent evil sludge coming down the stairs uh and so <laughs> yeah awesome. this, this is you know forget you know 1998 godzilla and the big godzilla and the mini godzillas we've got both sky and ground level sludge causing major yeah. damage that's why I, th- I think that's another like really cool part of uh, this this might be like a huge. Uh, this movie might single handedly be like that in that Ultraman episode combined are like the two biggest linchpins in creating Shin Godzilla, because it is a movie about a creature from the sea that people are like, yeah, you know, whatever. It's just like a thing in the water. We don't have to like worry about it too much. And then it starts to like spiral out of control, and it's the specific. Uh, the specific faults of man keep making this monster grow bigger and the problem getting worse Yeah, to the point where it becomes like, like it becomes so devastatingly hard to imagine how to even stop this creature uh, in the type of world that we live in. And, and, so and strangely, that- it's like the way that Godzilla is felled by the creature is very convincing. And mm-hmm. so you're watching it like, man, these humans really do have to do something to help Godzilla here. Like how rarely do you actually feel that? Yeah, absolutely. And like the uh, that's like a brilliant piece, too, because I think that even with some of the better uh, Godzilla movies with great human plots, a lot of them drop the ball with like connecting the two at the end. Yeah. uh, Not having a compelling reason as to why, uh, like how the humans can help with the monsters. I mean, I would say, for example, that the most recent Godzilla movie had a kind of piss poor uh reason to have the like way that the humans helped 
defeat the the bad guy. In Are that you talking movie. about pouring alcohol on the controls? <laughs> yeah, weirdly enough, I don't think that that was like a. I don't think the Transformers 2007 characters, uh, you know, pouring alcohol on the controls of a robot was like that wasn't a cool thing. It wasn't as cool as this, which like was a um, like I love when like a child is the one that solves the issue that adults are overthinking like that is a a, yeah it's a genius like little trick to pull of like him saying if he's made of sludge why don't you just dry him out and then the scientist being like oh shit that's a great idea actually why don't we just do that and then setting the wheels in motion for the final act uh but before we get to before we get ahead of ourselves i want to talk about the monster let us discuss this monster uh i think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves sorry yeah (laughs) i did not mean to i just had to do that i'm sorry please don't include that (laughs) that's fine but uh yeah so why don't we discuss the monster in question hetera so toby why don't you tell us how do you feel about hetera as a monster design wise concept wise and like going into the future and everything about I mean I, I love Hetera because I love the movie um you know yes. I think that a lot of you know a lot of like uh characters people love them based on the design by itself you know you want the action mm-hmm. figure because the thing is cool uh you know you might see someone like Gidera and uh and, and think it's great and amazing without ever seeing one of the movies I yeah. to me I don't think Hetera exists in that universe it's like it's it's like okay it's like a show of my fandom for this particular movie. And because I've mm. seen the character in context and, and I, and I love it, I'm able to love it, but it's like, I don't know if I would love this character without having seen the film necessarily. That said I do. And I do. Um, and it's, and, and of course it's just like, it, it is, the character is like a physical representation of the ways in which this movie is different from other Godzilla movies, because it's like, instead of being a cool you know, monster design necessarily, you know, he's, sorry, she, maybe, maybe, yes, uh, is, uh, is weird art. Um, and so, and that's what I appreciate about it. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the most interesting things about Hetera right off the bat is that I think this is the first time we, we have had a monster that like changes completely as the movie goes on uh in like well obviously like it still kind of looks like the same thing the whole time but it being a frog going from a tadpole to you know a frog to then this like ufo form to then its complete form that is a, a really great progression and it leads directly into the like anxiety set up in the movie uh, by the professor saying that like as long as there is pollution this thing will just keep getting stronger and then the kid keeps asking like kid questions like, whoa, will it even be, will it beat Godzilla? Will it be bigger than Mount Fuji? And he's like, yeah, yeah. There's nothing, nothing says it can't get that strong or get that huge. Like it just keeps consuming and getting bigger and it having like, I'm glad that they have reached the point where they can like create a monster that fits that, you know, that actually like, uh is able to make that journey so to speak and have like a a beginning form and then it gets more and more dangerous and deadly as it goes on uh to the point where it's then this gigantic sludge monster design wise i i actually do think hetero is one of the cooler 
uh just like monster like one of the more interesting monsters like right from the get-go because like you have the traditionally cool Ghidorah and then you have like a lot of the ultra monsters are like you know oh Red King he's iconic and like you know you got a, a Pigmon he's a we all love Pigmon uh but then uh, Hedera is just like this yeah is this just this like big lump of like disgusting trash with these blazing red eyes it's a very simple but iconic design to the point where you can still see like this type of thing exists all over the place in japanese pop culture i mean grimer and muck and pokemon uh there's uh, like raramon and digimon if you're a digimon uh, shout out to all my digimon fans out there uh, just anytime you see like a big sludge monster with like two big old eyes, that's very much like harkens back to Hedera. It's one of those like keys to understanding Japanese pop culture. I will say uh, like uh, the scenes in the first act where we're seeing Hedera just as a head popping out from the water are like extremely mm. cool. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I love it. I love seeing the suits get dirty too. Like they just they just trash the Godzilla suit, uh, or at least one of the Godzilla suits. I mean, yeah, I that Godzilla not... suit is getting into sloshing. It's like really yeah. crazy. <laughs> it's uh, it's very disgusting, and it's it's very it's. Steven and Mark, hosts of Nice Games Club, the show where nice game devs talk gaming and game development. Topics include programming, design, tools, and more. We also do interviews and one-hour game jams. Listen to Nice Games Club wherever you get to your wherever you get to your podcast. You get there, <laughs> or at nicegames.club. Hi, I'm Ray, and this is my friend Alex. Hi. And we do a show called No More Whoppers. Do you want pins and stickers? Because we don't have them. Like a broken keyboard, we're out of control. Check it out. You got Wah Wah Wah, Poet Hojo. How about a No More Whoa? Join us every month or so on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Yeah, Godzilla gets uh gets really <laughs> fucked up in this movie. Uh uh, to the point where, like, his design gets changed uh, over the course, <laughs> like where, yeah. like, like he gets he gets spit in the eye and then his eyes out and stuff, and he's got like he's he's got stuff all over his face, kind of like the kind of like the professor from earlier, mm. with with his eye yeah. all messed oh up. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's wait a you know what? Maybe that's like maybe that's a weird intentional yeah. synchronicity because there's the idea that um. You know, this is all almost like a game in the kid's head. Right. Where he's like, oh, Godzilla's coming. And then Godzilla does show up. 
yeah. maybe it's left like weirdly ambiguous right if, like godzilla's actually real or that hetera's real or right. any of that and that like like father is godzilla yeah in a similar way to well, like uh well, i was also like gonna mention that the kid's movie? hand gets fucked up and then godzilla's hand turns into a skeleton hand uh, that's right. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! That's right. Yeah. So, so, so it's got a, it's got a kind of weird mirror. I, I, I made this connection right now as I was talking. So it's not like I was sitting on that. I just started talking about yeah. it. Then I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. Whoa! There, there's kind yeah, of a that, thing going that, on there. That is pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'll say that, like, you know, as I was talking about before, the like, like. Hedera has an extremely simple design and he has like a, a simple gimmick, but it like works really well and it like feels like it's yeah. DNA that will like exist going forward into Japanese pop culture. Right. Like be beyond like the sludge monster thing. I mean, a monster that like transforms into stronger forms yeah. as time goes on. Like that's Frieza or Cell right. uh, from Dragon Ball as yeah. well. Uh, um, one, one thing I wanted to mention about that specifically, just like something that I thought was kind of funny, mm -hmm. is like there's that great sequence. Uh, it's like kind of during that media sequence where you see the three paintings where it's like, you know, the monster had this phase, then this phase. But what's the next phase? Gonna <laughs> right, be? right, right. And yeah. then there, there isn't actually a next phase. They actually just now we just show that we see that the monster can transform back and forth between the phases. But there isn't an additional one. Right. But yeah. the other thing I'll say is that those paintings that they have on the wall, that news report, are like the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, it, God. It was yeah. Really, it was really cool. Like, I, it made me like feel like a little kid being like, oh, Oh no! What is Hedera going to transform into yeah. next? That's so, and so invested in that. Uh, and a, another thing that I really loved is during one of the like weird animation art house, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, <laughs> School of Rock from Hell scenes. Uh, they have like the like the two people on the street passing, and then their yes their faces like getting like covered in the gas, and then their their face become the pattern in which Hedera destroyed. A section of the town yeah and it's uh, and they zoom out it's it's like it's just so good yeah no yeah. Like, the, uh, the whole scene i'm just like watching is like how did they did they plan how did they plan they really planned that yeah. wow <laughs> yeah the like, uh, uh the weird bold visual choices and just artsy manner of the whole thing and how much it feels like a nightmare uh we 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 name drop and talk about ultraman cr crossing over all the time but feels like to me if you're a fan of godzilla versus hetera you have got to watch the Akio Josoji directed episodes of Ultraman because the vibe mm -hmm. is super similar. I think where where it's it is just doing some crazy shit that you're like <laughs> that 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 feels like it's like how did like how did a big major studio like just go like all right fine <laughs> so like I know I know yeah. Toho wasn't happy with this one uh, uh, weirdly mm -hmm. enough but but like. Uh, it, it just reminds me of, of Akio Josoji just getting, like, carte blanche with his episodes of Ultraman and just making the most horrifying shit ever, uh, getting an episode yeah. banned, you know? Like, like just, <laughs> just, just all, like, just, just a weird art house dude just, like, on this. And uh, uh, Hedera just has that energy in spades. Uh, and, uh, I don't know, I just love, again, I love how abrasive it is. Like, like it really is not afraid to to, to to say things or make these huge bold choices one of my favorite like things in the movie that happens is uh the little windows of 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 people talking and like images 
like the TV screens almost that mm-hmm. like oh, that yeah. like get louder and louder oh, and God. like they they multiply and stuff and it cuts in between like certain shots and everything and it's just like uh it adds like the chaos of it really well like it really it's makes, just brilliant yeah. it's like straight out of like Godard or something yeah it it makes yeah. it makes you super stressed out like this movie you know being like a funny art house movie and everything and also being the movie with the big godzilla like tail fly thing you know you would think like oh fun movie but this movie it stresses me out <laughs> like it's yeah. it is it is just really really you know like uh uh, uh anxiety inducing and very like uh mm. uh it is very cool for that and again like it, it it uh it brings in some stuff from the original that we've not seen in a long time at this point in the series so it felt super cool to 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 kind of yeah get back to there and stuff it feels like i guess at the moment it would have felt like a throwback because this was like nearly 20 years into the series at this point uh which is weird Jesus. to think about and stuff that this would have <laughs> been a throwback but uh yeah, it kind of God. feels like it yeah i, I do want to give a shout out to there is a scene that i was like oh this has got to be a reference to the original godzilla is when like the safe space that i was talking about the home is like it, it's invaded after hetera flies over the house and like everything all the plants in the house start to die yeah and all the fish in the tank that have been there right? just start to die. yeah like the oxygen like, destroyer horribly. <laughs> yeah, like the oxygen destroyer scene yeah. in the original Godzilla. I was I was like, oh my god. And that was like one of the most stressful points in the movie for sure because I was like so used to this uh the scene of the living room and the dad laying down and the the kid and the mom and everything. It just felt like this is a, my retreat right. from the horrors of outside and then this monster comes in and ruins everything in there and then that's like that kicks off uh the final act of the movie. Um, another, another scene that's extremely anxiety inducing is the, uh, the scene where there is, uh, one of the characters in the, the nightclub and like, he just starts hallucinating all the people with fish heads. Oh yeah. Oh, it's so, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck is It's very bizarre and it's very like the song being so like frantic and anxious of a song oh yeah mixed yeah. with like this guy's like panicked expression as he's like not comprehending what's going on it, it did feel 100 percent intentionally psychedelic uh in a really interesting way and then that led into the scene where hetera's sludge starts coming down the stairs and when that poor cat gets yeah. completely cu- covered in the-, the poor cat those guys that were just hanging out playing mahjong you know and just got yeah. fucking <laughs> oh my god there's so many scenes where like people die so fast and horribly and just seeing all their corpses yeah littering the ground and like stuck in the smog or like when all the students outside the school like get poisoned by hetera flying over yeah it's like my god this is this is seriously one of the the most horrific monsters yeah uh in toho so far like it reminded me a lot of Rodan flying over people and killing them vaguely, but this is this actually has a uh, a more reasonable explanation that it's uh, the toxins in the air. Yeah, right. It's very visceral. Yeah, it's 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 that's the thing is the movie's very visceral and it's very pointed, and but what it says is not something that can be ignored, and I think that that's that's an issue I think with a lot of um, critics is that they 
they don't like being told directly what the themes and everything of a movie is sometimes. Right. Uh, and, like, fans as well can be like that. But from what I've gathered being an adult and talking with other uh, adult enthusiasts of these kind of things, uh, sometimes you actually do need to speak to them on this level to, like, get the message through. Like, you have to abandon subtlety. Yeah, subtlety, like... you know, in my opinion, it's, you know, subtlety is kind of a luxury. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes you cannot afford subtlety. Uh, yes. And sometimes it's much better served to do the exact opposite of subtlety. For sure. Like, I like, I think the characters, the, the father constantly being like, yep, and things are just going to keep getting worse if yeah. it stays this way it, it feels, directly to the camera. It feels super conscious and also shouts out to this movie for having a family dynamic that's, like, really sweet. We're like... Yeah. And this is a scientist doing like important scientist work and he's got this kid always like around like over his shoulder asking questions and he just like answers the questions and is like nice about it and isn't like oh get away kid I've got <laughs> I've got important stuff to do like I feel like most uh most people making this movie probably would have or writing this movie probably would have written it that way but 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 yeah. I I like that that everyone is so involved even the mother is involved and she's like you know, like, she's learning about all this stuff, too, and she knows how dangerous it is and everything. Like, it's very open, and uh, and I think that's a, that's a really sweet little detail of this movie. Um, I don't know. I didn't mean to derail the point there, but but I just... No, I thought of that, and I was like, point, man, I mean. like, I really, really enjoyed that, like, how likable everyone was. Uh, and how much yeah, you didn't want them to, scenes... to, to, to get murdered. <laughs> Yeah, it makes those scenes a lot more pleasant, and it makes the, like, you know, it makes some of the imagery make more sense, mm-hmm. you know, when they're like, oh, there's the narration of, where did Hedera come from? And it's showing you, like, different galaxies. Oh, my God. L- that's, like, maybe, think... that's maybe the highlight of the whole movie for me. Yeah. yeah. It's so it's so cool. Like, just those little, there's so much style. Yeah, yeah. It's like, all the, that... all the, I think this is... Probably, like, I, I would make the bet and say this is my favorite edited Godzilla movie. Uh, or, yeah. or, you know, or, 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 like, compose. I don't know, whatever word you want to use for it and stuff. But but the style, the way everything is put together, the de- the, the decisions made of what to show mm-hmm. and how to show it. Uh, there's, like, the galaxies thing, and there's also, like, how atoms are broken and stuff. And, like, there's this yeah. really cool, like, image of, like, of, like, a line. Like, I don't know, it just, like, bursts, you know? It, I don't know, it's... Lots yeah. of super cool imagery, like, everywhere. Slaying the Atom. It's very cutesy, but it's also, like, horrific to hear, like, this child reckoning with the, like, dark past of their nation. <laughs> you know, talking about the atomic and hydrogen bombs. Yeah. And saying that, like, you know, like, the film doesn't directly state uh, that this is all, like, a lot of this is the fault of, like, post-war uh, you know, occupation of Japan via the U.S., uh, but the there's so much subtext laden in there with the the things that are being said and talking about like, oh, Godzilla doesn't like all this industrialism and the atom bomb and all that stuff. Uh, it, it makes it very clear the the political viewpoints of the people making the movie and their like pointed idea of like, yeah, we want to criticize this bad industry that's destroying our country uh, in the 70s, uh, you know, right before it hit this big economic boom at the end of the 70s. 
uh you know japan was still very much in poverty and like toho especially was uh a very you know low on the totem pole not culturally but like it didn't have that much money these movies had to be made very cheap so yeah there's a lot of that like everything about the like context that these movies are made in and like the culture it was made in cannot be removed from these movies and they like seed in every single inch of these movies uh so all that said i think that we should uh we should like talk a little bit about the final fight and then wrap it up so uh Uh, that was horrifying wasn't it (laughs) that final fight like (laughs) Like, it, it, yeah. it's, it's it's not your typical versus movie where they kind of trade blows and stuff. Godzilla gets his ass whooped for, like, a really long yeah. time. <laughs> Godzilla, yeah, he's uh, he's not doing too good this time around. And, uh, the, like, yeah, they really do sell Hedera as, like, this ultimate monster after, you know, we had Ghidorah be, like, the ultimate monster of Destroy All Monsters. So, right. Um, if... And, like... yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, I, I I just think it's I, I think it's great to see, uh, like I said the 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 setup of previous in the movie of the kid mentioning hey maybe we should just dry out the sludge monster and then that seriously coming into play and like that is how they beat Hedera. Godzilla would be screwed without the humans, and that's important because it. Brings us back to the previous episode, Ghidorah the Three-Eyed Monster, where I talk about, where we both talked about the idea that, like, the the huge dynamic of the monster and humans going forward is that they can't live in a world with the humans if they keep acting this way, and the humans can't live in a world with the kaiju if they keep acting this way. Uh, right. So they need to find a way to, like, work together. Like, the, the Godzilla himself cannot live in a world with Hedera. Right. But the humans keep making Hedera. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, the, and the movie does not leave you in a place, you know, quite the opposite. The movie does not, the movie's very much of the case of like, and the humans haven't done very much to stop this from happening again. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that's a sad ending to the movie, actually. Yeah. Uh, that it's like, will Hedera come again? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of like, uh, the humans kind of bumbling themselves into like the solution because uh, I really love the like uh, increasingly stressful, but then almost like stressful to the point of comedy, like like uh, uh, underlining there of 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 the the army like having this big like uh, uh, electron thing going right, mm-hmm. and they're trying to to gather power for it the whole time and it's just like like they just can't get enough <laughs> and it just keeps like like they, they keep asking guys like all right do we have the power now and they're like uh, no 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 we're, we're really trying here buddy <laughs> and so and then eventually like like hedera like and, and this is after hedera's like like kicked godzilla's ass godzilla's uh, like uh, presumably left for dead and uh yeah uh He's like inching towards and everything, and they're just, and they're about to miss their chance, and then Godzilla just comes back, and it's almost like, all right, I gotta fix everything around here, huh? And so then, and then he just, yeah. you know, blows the nuclear breath. So like, that ends up being like a really cool solution to their problem that they were having. Like, yeah, they can't, they can't live uh, without each other, really. Like they, they, they really like have to kind of coincide, but also. Uh, they still haven't learned that lesson quite yet, so they're like accidentally 
getting into situations where Godzilla is able to help and stuff. And it's just like, God, yeah. oh, well, <laughs> we're really lucky Godzilla was able to, uh, Godzilla is a walking power source. And, uh, yeah. uh, man, I love yeah. that solution. I think that that was a great solution to like it. Get, they had their cake and eat it too yeah. with like, it doesn't make the humans too heroic and cool. Because, like, this is a movie about how they fucked up right. and that this problem is of their own design. But it allows them to have, like, a role in being responsible for defeating the monster by, you know, creating this, uh, the, like, electrodes. And that while they can't activate it themselves, and even when they do get enough energy, they then screw, it screws up again <laughs> at the end. <laughs> but Godzilla's shooting the atomic breath in it, like feedbacking and then all yeah. the electricity shooting out and that frying hetero it's it's uh, so just... it's so satisfying too like it's like it's, it's like triumphant when he shows back up it's like ah oh, yes he, yeah. he did it uh, i've talked about how like i don't know i love i prefer vastly an ending where like multiple people's solution defeating a foe uh and not just like the one guy is strong enough so he just beats the foe into the ground right uh, I think that, like, it's a far more interesting story if you can use all of the moving parts and yeah. make it so that, like, all of them come together and, like, defeat this single guy. I think Godzilla vs. Kong kind of almost did that. I'll give there it was, that you know, credit. I think that it was certainly attempted. <laughs> yes. I, I think that, like... I think that, like, you know, Godzilla filling up the, the big axe with the atomic energy, like, that's that yeah. kind of thing. And then, That's like, cool stuff. Yeah, you know, Godzilla or Mecha Godzilla getting paralyzed kind of with the alcohol, you know, whatever. <laughs> but sure. Bud Light. <laughs> you can listen to our episode. Saved the day. Yeah. Buy Bud Light yeah, now. Great. Uh they're not sponsoring yeah. us. The humans de de defibrillating Kong. Uh that yeah. was another oh, yeah. another yeah. another yeah. example oh, yeah. okay. of Yeah, that's a good That one wasn't a, that one wasn't bad. Yeah, you know the the I'll say I said it in our our at this point, old episode, but uh, the god, you know, the stuff with Kong is absolutely the best part of that movie. It's sad that the Godzilla movie, like Godzilla, plays like third fiddle yeah. to kind of everything that's going on. <laughs> um, uh, but I will say, but we're not talking about that movie, we're talking about this one. I will say here, though, um, Godzilla, uh, it's interesting because, like, uh, I think with Destroy All Monsters, uh, as well as like son of godzilla they almost like hit like an a, like a like a dead end with uh with the movies almost where, where, where they where they built it up to such a point and everything and now like you know they they kind of they kind of decentered it they knocked it off course with with godzilla's revenge with kind of having it be like a side story thing and now this is like kind of like a recentering in this weird art, art house movie but like uh godzilla now is like way less present and uh less like like outside of the big move at the end or whatever kind of less uh uh like a like a like a cartoon character with his friends and his buddies and his and his sidekick son you know and like mm -hmm. uh he just kind of shows up he almost has like a uh like a wandering cowboy sort of like like yeah. <laughs> like like pers like like kind of energy to him where he just kind of walks in and he's like all right what's going on and then like, it's like one of you woke me up or something like he's just he just he's just kind of walking into it and it's like all right something's wrong here and uh i don't know this, this is like a really unique 
or at least it feels uh, 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 like like we haven't been there in a while with Godzilla as a character, where he's just kind of walking into mm-hmm. something and he's like, oh no, some something's amiss. I don't like this guy. And then uh, you know, yeah, there, there's there's all that going on. And man, uh, uh, by the end here, um, a lot of hatred out of God on Godzilla's part. Just absolutely making sure, without a shadow of a doubt, oh, yeah. that this fucker's <laughs> dead. He's like, he's like, yeah. he's like, this guy has got to go. <laughs> oh, that... The body, the body language is very funny. Yeah. All the different rude gestures that Godzilla makes <laughs> as he gets, he gets increasingly almost like Three Stooges curly like in his anger. Right, right. Uh, yeah, and, and like, I love that it's like, okay, so he like beats hetera down and then like is it like fries it with the with the electric and then like rips out the eggs and destroys them and then like hetera like a smaller hetera breaks out of the cast yeah of the the older one and then he chases it down using the propulsion of his atomic breath yeah to chase down hetera the, the greatest scene in movie history yeah Yes, the greatest scene in movie history with, with like, a triumphant uh, music playing in the background and everything. Uh, And then, like, like is able to smack down that hetera and then bring it back, then fry it, and then just, like, fucking rips it to shreds. (laughs) Like, just starts, like, violently ripping pieces and chunks out and throwing them until it is just, like, mud on the ground. A younger Hideki Anno scribbling notes for Evangelion (laughs) as he's, like, (laughs) as he's, like, watching this again. Yeah. Uh, uh... Hey, hey, you know what? This this absolutely would have been in his... Because it was the same year as Return of Ultraman. Mm -hmm. So, seventy seventy one was a stupid good year for Tokusatsu. Kamen Rider, this... Uh, uh, Return of Ultraman, great show. I think like Mirror Man was that year. Like, there's a lot of, oh, lot wow. of stuff happened that year. That was a good year. Um, the like main adult, like the young adult guy in this movie, his name is leaving me. It's from Mirror Man as well. Oh so. wow, that's a connection. I, I, I think he is Mirror Man, Man, but I'm not entirely sure about that. I could not find confirmation yeah. about that. My my, but... my brother was watching with me, and he thought. Uh, uh, he mistook him as like uh, uh, he was like, wait, is that Ichimanji from Ryder? And he's like, no, it's it's not him. He's got th- th- this this guy's got different eyebrows. He's a man. Does oh. he have eyebrows? He's got. <laughs> oh wow! I just realized you can tell like Bono did not go and find Kenji Zahara. You know, he did not go and find. Oh Sarazawa. right. Yeah. <laughs> like those people weren't in this movie. It was like a really pared down, like focused cast right. of like. He- three maybe five characters and then and a bunch of like extras and all that and stuff yeah. yeah he didn't he didn't use like the common stable guys like he didn't like yeah there's yeah there is no kenji sahara that's that's crazy that like kenji sahara is in all that of is them crazy. <laughs> so, like... absolutely uh so final thoughts uh just what do you feel about this movie especially after we're done talking about it? i know we already talked about our general impressions but like just kind of put a little nice bow on it toby why don't you start us off yeah i mean just to kind of i guess like i keep going back to some of the stuff that i was kind of getting at earlier where it's like this movie has a reputation for being you know abstract esoteric Mm -hmm. artistic and all and all of that stuff and that's all true um but the thing that's so great about it is that all of this wildness and weirdness is just like a really delicious like secret sauce that the movie has (laughs) 
that elevates it because all of this stuff isn't done for no reason. It's not yes. done as much as I love indulgence. It's not just indulgence. You know, it's all done to serve the story, to serve the mm. overall like nightmarish and yet also like weirdly fun tone and also the story. Like, and all of this stuff is there for, for literally for entertainment's sake. Uh, and, and it makes it one of the most like uh, fun and entertaining uh, of the Godzilla movies. Absolutely. Nikki, how about you? Yeah. So, um, again, uh, like I, like I alluded to at the beginning, um, anyone that, that knows me personally and knows, uh, and knows, uh, some of our other content that we make and everything, I, I am all in on, uh, the weirder, uh, like kind of off, offbeat, uh, uh, artsier type of, type of things in this genre. And this movie, I feel like that uh, really just shone through this viewing and stuff. Like, I really must have been, mm. like, half watching because there's no way I could have missed it back then even. But, uh, like, but but here, you know, like, uh, I, I, I grew to love this movie a whole lot, this viewing. Uh, where where yeah. it is a top-tier Godzilla pick. It is one of my, one of my favorites right now. Uh, it, it has just so much going on. It, it, it the, the, you know, those 80 minutes just fly by and, yeah. uh, uh, it, it is so pointed and, and focused and stylish and interesting and in, in just the way that it executes on these things. And it really is all in that execution. I feel like, uh, you know, I'm not one to call things preachy. I'm not, I'm not, that's, that's not a, that's not usually a criticism that really, uh, resonates with me and it, de it definitely doesn't hear but i feel like in 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 a in a lesser in lesser hands this would have this could have been mishandled and could have just like mm -hmm. been just like weird or didn't or wouldn't feel genuine and stuff but here with the specific people that worked on this uh it is it is really something special this thing is a jewel in the in the uh showa franchise i think you know definitely up there with the original Godzilla and the the Frankenstein movies with Frankenstein conquers the world yes. and more gargantuas Mothra versus yeah. Godzilla like all those favorites we've talked about this is definitely in that S tier I think is is like one of the best things we've seen on yeah. this on this podcast for sure uh so uh, yeah. to, to, to kind of to kind of go off a little bit on that like I I think that this movie definitely is preachy, mm. and it's like this is a perfect example of how that doesn't always need to be a bad. No, thing. no, uh, yeah. You know, this movie completely. This movie totally sells it. You're just I'm just like hell yeah. Yeah, man. yeah. No, like <laughs> I guess that is what I'm really saying is that like yeah, it just sells it yeah. super well. Like it, it 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 it's convincing. It's giving you good arguments. You know, like uh or or, yeah. or at least just just demonstrating itself very well. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, and it's also just like giving you a good time. Yeah, it's just a fun, it's just a well-made movie. It's great. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that this movie is like so much, it's like more than the sum of its parts, and all of its parts are like primo, you know, excellent parts. There's so many tiny little scenes that, I, you know, I want to talk about. Like, I want to talk, like that weird scene where they're on the roller coaster... Mm. And Ken sees Godzilla in the distance, and it does like a digital zoom. Yeah, one in, of the best shots. Like, yeah, silhouette of Godzilla. One of the best shots in the movie. It's like, whoa, that's so weird. That's so like ominous. There's you know many scenes where there's like a scene where there's Godzilla stomping around and shooting atomic breath, and it's no audio at all, no sound yeah. effects, and you just hear him narrating about Godzilla. Yeah, 
Uh, and there's there's so much of that in there. It's fucking it's on HBO Max. If you have HBO Max, go and get that. If you have the get that Criterion Collection too. Yeah. If you or or you Criterion know, Channel go, that that it's also on there. Yeah, That's Criterion how I Channel. It. Yeah. You know. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. The the version of the movie you're gonna get on HBO Max and Criterion Channel and the DVD the Blu-ray set. It's all the same deal, right? It's yes. like you're getting the yeah. same transfer, same translation. Yeah, it's, a, all it's that the stuff. same one. Yep. The the only d- issue I have with the um, subtitling is that during that initial song sequence, uh, they like cut in and out of subtitling the lyrics to the yes, song. Yes, yeah. that really bugged me when yeah, I watched it uh, yeah. yesterday. I, I was like, I want to read these lyrics. Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> want to hear about strontium and cobalt? Now, whatever. this is this is a com- com- going all the way back. But like when this movie was released dubbed did they do an original song or did they keep the song as it was in the dubbed oh, dude, version I, can, I actually cannot remember because i you know when i was re-watching all the movies as like a a teenager at that point i was you know using BitTorrent and getting the movies and getting the japanese versions yeah uh so and like when i first watched the movie it was so long ago that i cannot remember right. if that was the case but I want to say that they probably didn't dub it because I remember in the English dub of Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, they do not dub the song that the lady ki- sings to King Shisa in that movie. Right. You know, uh, you know, be, even though they changed the name of the monster to King Caesar. I see. Um, well, you know, it's a it's a risk to do the songs. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree. I think that it's a it's a good idea. Like if if you're going to adapt it either leave the song alone or be like with Godzilla's revenge and cut the song out uh which is a bad idea i don't like that yeah. but like the because <laughs> i like the song a lot in and Godzilla's revenge or uh, all monsters attack uh but either way you know i agree with both of you guys this movie is just seriously one of the best and uh we so interesting and so weird and it just keeps getting weirder the more i look at it but it's but it's not like it doesn't interrupt the message of the movie i think is the most important part it's not so weird that it like doesn't clearly tell you what it's about it's very pointed about that and i appreciate that great monster uh, interesting fights great story just all around absolute banger highly recommend it just Go go out and watch it, even if you've not seen any of the other Godzilla movies, which is, would be very strange if you were listening to uh, this podcast like twenty something episodes in and did not watch any of these movies. Uh, but you know, hey, if somebody just gave you this episode as like a starter, right? Go watch this movie. Uh, so that's gonna do it for today, Toby. Thank you so much for being a part of this and dealing with some of our nonsense. So why don't you? Uh, go ahead and plug whatever you got going on if you can. Sure, I've got a bunch of old crap to yeah. plug. Oh, if you're on yes. HBO Max, if you're on HBO Max watching uh, watching this Godzilla stuff, you can also watch the entirety of OKKO mm-hmm. and uh, regular show on there. Yeah, uh, and, uh, and they're also on Hulu, of course. And you can also catch my pilot AJ's Infinite Summer on YouTube, as well as a uh, development storyboard that uh, that uh, my girlfriend Maddie uh, did that I made as an animatic, which is fun. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Toby Toby Jones, and there is where you can find 
either Oreo reviews or <laughs> news on whatever my next thing happens to be, nice. if and when it ever comes into existence. All those great Oreo reviews. What is your favorite type of Oreo, actually? So, uh, the all time, my all time favorite is probably the Reese's peanut butter Ooh, cup Oreo. Oh, God. Man. Oh my god, I didn't know that existed. Reese's man. It doesn't anymore. <laughs> Reese's man. That's that's that oh, is no. that is like a, that's manna from heaven right there. It's like, I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm the type of guy who likes Mario in all of the <laughs> you know Mario Kart games. So I do like the classic Oreo. Of course. Uh, but I don't have an issue with the 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 vanilla Oreos or like the the you know those ones i think they're maybe a little bit too sweet but you know whatever uh but you know yeah i love oreos so i'm glad that you're i'm glad glad you're out there repping oreos just a very important artistic expression (laughs) absolutely uh nikki yeah uh so why don't you tell us tell us about yourself and also maybe what are some of the fantastical Prizes and whimsical <laughs> wonders that we can find on our Patreon. Yeah, so uh, you can follow me on Twitter at anti underscore laser. Uh, there you'll be seeing me uh, post about, I don't know, like video games and playing probably Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne at the time that you're, you're listening to this. Uh, nice. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, 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 that and or uh, uh, begging, pleading with with the with God and and everyone in heaven <laughs> for for Chainsaw Man to come back in, in serialization for part two. I'm ready. I'm ready, Fujimoto. Just give it to me. But uh, uh, mm. other than that, you know, uh, uh, I've got another podcast uh, with Hazel from Twinkle Park, uh, where uh, uh, this love that band. Twinkle Park's great, man. Uh, uh, and love Twinkle Yeah, Park. I'm in another band with her called uh, called Burned In. And uh, uh, we have we have a lot of fun. She's she's wonderful, and uh, we we have a podcast uh, that is kind of cross promotion for our net label, uh, Pop Spirit, called Pod Spirit, and uh, we have interviewed Thor High Heels on there, and uh, uh, we did a three hour Weezer deep dive with, that was regrettable. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. So we we have, we got to some foolishness on there. So <laughs> so definitely check that out. Uh, uh, when you can, or if you want to, uh, uh, anyone listening and yeah, for the, for the Patreon, uh, we've got lots of stuff on there. Uh, uh, we've really been building up a big old backlog for anyone, for any new patrons to come into and enjoy and stuff. We have a, uh, at the $1 tier, you get episodes of this show one day early with no ads. Uh, and then you also get our off topic podcast called shit shooters where we both, uh, pick some topics that we've, or, or just some things that we've been doing, and then we just kind of talk about it and stuff. You get a whole lot of our personality and our own, like, uh, uh, just individual tastes from there and stuff. We have some people that really enjoy that. And uh, on top of that, for the $5 tier, you also get access to some exclusive mini-series that we do for the Patreon, one of which being the 1971 Common Rider series. We do a podcast called Let's Go Ridercast. Yep. Uh, and that series has gone on for a while that is a 98 episode show yeah there's a lot of stuff to talk yeah, about yeah. That, that that series is definitely concluded by the time that this mm. episode will be coming out and we have the next series that we would be starting is planet of the apes yeah so yeah yeah so if you're a big planet of the apes fan then uh you might want to check yeah, that yeah i'll go out. ape out with us and uh uh oh, and yeah. and if you're really rich you could give us one thousand dollars a month 
and all I'll do is like you'll just you you'll get everything on the five dollar tier, and all I'll do is just call you boss, and uh uh and I'll I'll shout you out at the end of these and stuff. But uh, I don't yeah. know, you're rich with you're rich. A thousand dollars doesn't mean anything to you. Just throw throw it my way. We'll <laughs> we'll work something out. Yeah, <laughs> but uh. Whatever, if you're rich, $1,000 well, drop just, in the bucket. Just skimming a bit off the top if you need to launder some money, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's that's all I've got going on and all that you can find at the Patreon at patreon.com slash explode when defeated. Uh, that's kind of umbrella name for the whole thing we're doing, our operation. But uh, yeah, so Wyatt, how about you close us out and uh, tell, us, tell us where you're at. Alright, you can find me at twitter.com slash wazbranger, W-A-Z-P Ranger. I talk about uh, video games that I'm playing. I talk about cartoons that I'm watching. I talk about tokusatsu or anime that I'm watching. Anything, whatever, the stream conscious nonsense on there. Not very focused, but as is uh, Bliss on Twitter. Uh, otherwise, you can find me on YouTube at It's Only Magic. Uh, yes, maybe a little embarrassing to admit that that name is from OKKO, as though we have one of the co-creators here, but, you know, that's a good name. Well, co-executive producer. That's right. Well, Wait, yeah. sorry, executive producer. <laughs> <laughs> one of the, yeah. Gotta get, yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever, yeah. Uh, but, yes, I talk about cartoons on there. I do video essays, not necessarily reviews, but they are personal deep dives into shows that I enjoy and how they affect me. And uh, how they made me the person that I am today. I've done ones on on OKKO, as well as Craig of the Creek and Clarence. But Ugly Martians. The but ugly as a joke did one of No, no, but ugly Martians really touched you as a human being. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, don't don't be on, embarrassed. Yeah, come on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> really, really uh, touched the the dark darkest part of my brain there, uh, as well as Gurren Lagann. And uh, most recent, like recently, at maybe at the time of recording this, uh, recently, Camp Laszlo and My Gym Partners and Monkey, uh, and much more to come. That will be it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening, Toby. Again, thank you for being here to record for us. Uh, and next time, we're gonna get slightly weirder, but in a different direction, and that's. Godzilla vs. Gigan, so we'll see you there. Dinner. I could go for something sweet.